The history of gynecology as a medical specialty has deep roots in the American South, but that legacy is as complicated as the history of the South itself. Correspondent Fred DeSam Lazaro has our report from Alabama's capital, Montgomery. It's part of Fred's series, Agents for Change, and our arts and culture series, Canvas. Welcome to More Than a Tour. For some years, Michelle Browder has conducted trolley tours of Montgomery. This is her apartment, so I would invite you to get out. From Rosa Parks' home to the bus depot that's now the Freedom Rides Museum. This is where they were beaten and bludgeoned, right here. Alabama's capital is a living history museum of the civil rights era, with so many iconic events, people, and places. Buses are coming! But for Browder, artist by training, activist by leaning, there's one chapter of an earlier history that she's working to rewrite. It's manifest in a monument on the Capitol grounds to James Marion Sims. He was a physician who practiced here in the 1840s, developing tools for pelvic exams and a technique to suture vaginal tears called fistulas. To Michelle Browder, that's only half the story. There's nothing on the monument now that says anything about the women that he worked on. Oh, absolutely on. not. Nothing of these 11 enslaved girls of African descent that were tortured, mutilated, uh, without anesthesia, nothing that talks about what they contributed, forcibly, of course. No mention of them either in a well-known painting immortalizing Sims as the father of modern gynecology. Michelle Browder first saw it as an art student three decades ago. I was triggered. From there, I promised um, myself that one day I will change that narrative. Got the welding station. A promise renewed years later when she moved to Montgomery here, so. and discovered the statue at the Capitol. I was horrified. I still am. If he's the father of gynecology, the father of modern gynecology, then where are the mothers? Browder decided she'd do something about it. Relying heavily on Sims' own notes, she focused on the only three women actually named in his writings. That is a lot of welding and sculpting. Mm -hmm. How many people doing this? 15 volunteers. Today, about a mile from the Sims Monument, are soaring, wrought iron tributes to the women she calls the mothers of gynecology, Anarka, Betsy, and Lucy. They didn't have autonomy, so it just makes sense for them not to have arms and feet. The young women endured months of trial and error as Sims honed his technique to repair their fistulas. The humiliating vaginal injury usually caused by obstructed labor, renders women incontinent and unable to bear children. If you see around her legs there, that wire represents the silk suture, sutures that he used to basically torture them. Um, and then, of course, Betsy, her crown is made up of the speculum. And tell us the significance of the flower in its place. Yeah, so throughout all of the trauma something came out of it that's been useful uh, for women suffering from this condition. The first time that I ever viewed the, the monument, I cried and I didn't know exactly why. Lauren Marcel and Alana Taylor are local artists and recent transplants to Montgomery. They were on the day's tour. Just seeing that work erected in such a way as a healing device was beautiful. The only thing that differentiates us from these women is time. 
There was no such thing as informed consent from patients or subjects in experimental medical trials in Marion Sims' day. The only consent that mattered had to come from slaveholders who had a keen economic interest in the health of their workers. And because these were young women, a particular interest in their reproductive health. Especially so after the transatlantic slave trade was abolished. If it's outlawed in 1808, that we cannot go back and traffic folks from Africa, then where are we getting these people? From the neighborhood? Breeding plantations. Breeding. Black women's, um, their wombs are the engines that maintain the institution of slavery. Deidre Cooper Owens is a medical historian and author. As for anesthesia, she says, it was not commonly used in Sims Day. But his reason for avoiding it rested on a widely held stereotype that black people do not feel pain, something contradicted, she says, in his own work. I call it racial cognitive dissonance. He holds on to the ideologies or sets of beliefs that are swirling in the 19th century, that black people are somehow different than white people biologically. But he'll write, you know, this patient lost sense of herself and struggled violently as we had to restrain her during surgery. Why would you need to restrain a black patient who is insensible to pain? And you look at today, that even with all the advancements that we have, that African-American women tend to um, have higher mortality and morbidity. And I think it's just a trickle down um, from the um, from the troubles that our ancestors had to endure. Latoya Clark, a Montgomery obstetrician gynecologist, says anti-black stereotypes have endured through the years. Even today, she notes, studies find many providers believe African Americans feel less pain, that their complaints are exaggerated. The flip side, she says, is deep distrust of the healthcare system. Do you have patients who actively want to see you because they think you're more culturally competent, because they think that you would better understand their their predicament? Um, yes, I've had numerous patients that say that um, I've seen a man gynecologist all my life and now I want to see a female gynecologist or I want to come to an Afro-American gynecologist. For Michelle Browder, the next step in reframing Sims's legacy is quite literal, a mural based on that fateful painting, this time with Sims on the operating table. It will be installed in a new Mothers of Gynecology Center she's opening in a downtown Montgomery building that's brimming with history and irony. This is the site of uh, the Negro Women's Hospital. The very site, it turns out, where J. Marion Sims experimented on his enslaved patients. When they weren't on the table, she says, these women became skilled surgical attendants, nursing women through their ordeals. And tell us your grand plan for this space now? Prenatal care. Well, and then upstairs, a teaching clinic with the hopes of teaching empathy, dignity, and respect. Browder says she's faced occasional pushback in this deep red state where Sims is revered for work that was indeed groundbreaking. I've had some doctors say that I'm actually um, trying to stain this man's reputation, who's actually done something good. He was a man of his time. In any case, whether or not he was a man of his time, then his time was barbaric, and therefore he was barbaric. So let's start there, and then seek out ways to help and repair what's just broken. 
And then there have been moments of grace, notably after she explained her plans for the new center to the white owners of the building. She says, oh, Michelle, just little Miss Gone with the wind. She was like, we're just so proud of you. And if you're going to do all of that, we're going to let you have that building for $35,000. Not what you expected. Just um, don't judge the book by the cover. The building is appraised at $250,000, she says. A ribbon cutting for the Mothers of Gynecology Health and Wellness Museum and Clinic is scheduled this coming Mother's Day. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Fred DeSam Lazaro in Montgomery, Alabama. Fred's reporting is supported in partnership with the University of St. Thomas in Minnesota. And